we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 19th, 2017. Continuing on, next report is Muslims celebrate holiday by taking over U.S. Mall, causing chaos. Um, and that's essentially what we were just talking about here. Okay, so this is a mainstream news report of, of a local uh, affiliate there near, I believe, this Mall of America. Yeah, Mall of America. And they're going to just give you a little bit of insight on what's going on there. Celebrations on the Muslim calendar, Eid al-Adha. And while it's been around for centuries, a massive group of Muslims bringing in the tradition into a new era, from the mosque to the mall. So see, they want to bring their religion, they want to bring their pagan devil death cult out of the mosque, into the mall. They want to shove it down your throat. And they want to bring all the devils and demons that are associated with that into the mall and into the land because their father is the devil and they have this instinctive drive to defile the land and do anything they can do to vex the people the indigenous populations and that's just the minimum of what they want to do Maury glover is live outside the mall of america tonight with that story maury well, today is the biggest religious holiday in the Islamic world, and many Muslims here in Minnesota are celebrating by spending at least part of their day here at the Mall of America. Isn't that wonderful? Family members, relatives, uh, old friends, everybody will come to the E-Day in a mall. The Mall of America wouldn't be busy on a typical Monday night. I would love it if we could see all the demons and devils associated with what's going on here, with them just strolling around the mall. If we had... You know, our eyes, our, our spiritual eyes open for a sec to just see all the devils and demons that they're bringing in to, you know, the mall. And, and I mean, it's, it, it would just, it would, it would amaze you, guaranteed, in a very horrific way. But on this evening, thousands of Muslims from across the state are here to bring an age-old tradition into a new world. Showing the Muslims running around the mall like maniacs. It looks like just chaos. The footage I'm seeing here. And, and the mall cops and the police officers are just basically all staying together because they don't want to get... I don't think they want to make themselves an easy target, so they're kind of banding together, uh, which basically leaves a lot of the other parts of the mall totally unprotected whatsoever. At least 10 arrested after a fight at Mall of America. Interesting how no one, including the media, have any real information regarding this incident. Oh, imagine that. Like, just the two, the two that got stabbed there the other day. I was having dinner at Meso Sushi when this went down around 7 p.m. Yesterday was the beginning of the L... Eid al-Adi, a Muslim holiday. Mall of America was filled with Muslims and what appeared to be primarily Somalis, especially teenagers. I was told they were in the food court having their last non-traditional meal before the four-day holiday. Large groups of kids started running and chanting like a wave. After the third time of them running by the police, the mall security took down several kids. Three were detained in front of Mesa. Mesa was forced to close their windows due to the use of mace to disperse the crowd. Those of us at the restaurant had difficulty breathing. After that, the things calmed down. Some I went to use the bathroom and noticed the children were not allowed in as they were leaving. Well, I'm glad they had some type of, of, of um, control over this. So you have to understand. Kids can play here. 
and you can see the family you haven't seen in a long time. To honor the end of the Islamic pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia, many Minnesota Muslims make a pilgrimage of their own to the MOA to shop, visit with family and friends, and of course go on rides for the holiest of holidays. The unholiest of holidays. It's the second of two Eid holidays. The other marks the end of Ramadan, which are attended by anywhere from 25 to 40,000 Muslims at the mall. Because the mall of America is part of our Somali America. 25 to 45,000 Muslims at this one mall? What? Yeah, they're taking over certain parts of America. They are taking over. And the culture here in Minnesota. We love malls. We have, we've got seven Somali so, so this is their good face. Put, put my best foot forward. My nice, sweet Muslim face. Liar in chief. To, to placate the infidels and make them feel all warm and fuzzy. That they're being politically correct. And they need to just shut up and not say another word about this because we're taking over but we're going to we're going to we're going to make you feel all warm and fuzzy up to the point where we literally slit your throats and behead you you know cuz that's what they're commanded to do you know it's funny that way the religion is so this is where we work where we shop where we enjoy <laughs> so that is really we feel very safe and uh perfect. oh i'm glad they feel safe the day begins with morning prayers to commemorate. The I mean, there is a mass of, of, of Somali Muslims here, and I don't know if they're outside the mall, but I mean, they're literally having their, their daily, one of their devil um, worshiping, pray to Mecca, toward Allah prayers. And I don't know if this is in the parking lot or what, but I mean, it's mass witchcraft is what we're dealing with here. It's, it's mass pagan worship. Prophet Ibrahim's willingness to sacrifice his only son, who God replaced with a lamb. But instead of slaughtering an animal to share with loved ones and the poor, like back in Somalia, many Muslims in Minnesota opt for the food court at the Mall of America. Oh, not isn't that benevolent the of them? But feed the souls of the next generation. Our majority, over 70%, are young people. And they were born here. And their food is an American food. So that's how they slaughter their pizzas. <laughs> because for many, a day This is so sickening. Just This is such an abomination. I'm going to play this other short video. I just saw it too. And it's Muslims establishing no-go zones in America. Now this was from uh, January 14, 2015. Okay, so we're almost... We're getting close to three years from that. Can you imagine how much worse it is now? And this was how bad it was then. You know, we've been telling you all about France's no-go zones, hundreds of Muslim-controlled areas around Paris that outsiders and cops don't dare to explore. They chose just to give it up. We have them here in the United States, too. I bet you did not know that. Nearly two dozen enclaves popping up across nine different states. And watch what happens when a stranger or so an outsider tries to step inside. If you want our land so they're basically saying you're not going to come on our land you will be arrested you have no right to be here and, and i mean that's that's basically what these muslim no-go zone enclaves are doing and again this was three years ago almost they're being hit with bats as they as they try to exit the place 
by these um, radical there in this particular case these are I don't know if these are Somali Muslims um, but they all seem to be um, in this particular video black I think there it depends on see you have to understand if you're black in the Quran you're basically lower than a dog okay this is why it's so ironic to me that the, the like Middle Eastern Muslims although they would yoke up with the blacks in order to wage jihad they view them like a dog they view them as a very inferior species okay that's how blacks are viewed in islam islam was the one that started the slave trade that the confederate people get blamed for they were the ones that literally started the slave trade in africa in i don't know what the 1800s okay that was who started it i'm not i'm not condoning what um the slave people did here bringing slaves over here okay i'm not condoning that but i'm telling you who all started it and it was i mean we're talking you can't even compare the degrees of what they did were the arabs and i mean they would get the the male muslims and they would castrate them and we're talking they would castrate them and make them go on gigantic marches to get to the ships or wherever and and the vast majority would die and they wouldn't care so of all people for the blacks to be yoking up with islam has done more wickedness to the black races going way 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 back than you could even possibly imagine but that's that's all ignored it's all totally ignored and the, and the only people that are blamed are like the confederate people in the south who, who are plantation owners when the reality is, is that was one very tiny, small fraction of what, and, and had Islam not started this and established the slave trade, most likely who was ever going over there to bring slaves over to America, that wouldn't even have been an issue because the slave trade would have never even been established. Joining us right now, the man behind that camera, founder and president of the Christian Action Network and author of Twilight in America, the untold story of Islamic training camps in America. Martin Moyer joins us right now. Martin, what was taking place right there? Where were you? Well, we were in Red House, Virginia. Uh, it's an isolated community, as most of these compounds are located in. Rural areas, heavily wooded, inside of the mountainous areas. And what we wanted to do was challenge their open extent, ex, ex, uh, invitation to actually come onto these compounds and see whether they were peaceful or not. So we brought our cameras, we tried to get on, and this is how we got treated. And quickly, this is the whole thing that we're seeing here. What goes on in these campuses? A lot of people say, hey, there are Jewish camps in this country, Christian camps in this company, country, why can't we have a Muslim camp? Because these are truly no-go zones. Unlike the ones in Europe, which I have visited, you can actually walk into those no-go zones. You can walk in with your cameras. You can talk to people. But in these particular, I don't think you can anymore. Not from the, not from the reports I've seen come back. I mean, you do. You risk your own life. I mean, literally. Uh, you have to understand too. As they gain in population, as they get greater numbers, they get much more emboldened, and that's all part of their plan. And then they start to actually subjugate and intimidate the people around them to keep their mouth shut while they breed the infidels out of existence and then they finally get to a point where they have enough numbers where they can go and slaughter the infidels zones you cannot get into they have gates they have armed guards they have security forces and when you go up into them you're specifically told to leave these particular areas and they're particularly dangerous and we're watching right 
Now, where are we taking, where are we seeing this footage from? Uh, this is a video they put out for the people inside of the compounds so that they learn how to do terrorist-type training. They teach them how to kidnap people, how to strangle them, how to kill guards, how to do guerrilla-type warfare training. Uh, and this is what goes on in these isolated no-go zones inside the United States. In America. So they're literally training them to be terrorists in these no-go zones in the United States. This was three years ago, and this is just a little bit that we know. And now we have all of these people disappearing and it's it's it is nationwide to a certain extent but a lot of it's going on in like in in minnesota in those areas and a lot of them i'm convinced are these types of people that have been trained in these areas that are being now released out and again the kidnapping the, the whether they're going to use a person for sacrifice whether they're going to use them to harvest their organs um whether they're going to use them in some type of sexual thing i don't know or as a slave i don't really know or just to maybe get rid of infidels randomly and see what they can get away with. They're being trained on our soil how to do it. And guaranteed a lot of our taxpayer money is behind it too. Some states named some areas because you also say they're affiliated with a Pakistani militant group. Yeah, that Pakistani militant group is called Jamaat al-Fruqa, run by Sheikh Jelani, who most people haven't heard of, but that is the guy that Daniel Pearl, Wall Street Journal, was hoping to interview and was arranging to interview when he was kidnapped and then later beheaded. So name some towns, name some cities, name some states. Where are well, you? we have him in Texas, Sweeney, Texas. We have him in York, South Carolina. We have him in Commerce, uh, Georgia. We have him in Red House, Virginia. We have him in upstate New York. We have him in California. We have him in Michigan. Uh, they're scattered all around the United States. So right now, when you call an officer and say, hey, wait a second, you got an enclave here. This is Islamic extremists being trained on our ground. What is the law enforcement's reaction? Well, the interesting thing about these camps, they're located in very rural areas of America, which has very small police departments. And they intentionally set them up in these areas where, for instance, the one in New York, they have a total of four police officers. I, I want you to hear what you say all is by design. the sound of a, a recruitment video to fill up these camps. Listen. The Muslim who joined one of the advanced training groups in Islam or in Michigan or in South Carolina. Right, hold on. I'm, let's, let's listen. I'm, you are most welcome to join one of the most, you know, the Muslim who joined one of the advanced, advanced training course in Islamic military warfare. Now this is one of these devil, chic dude, leader guys that are literally inviting the most radical elements of Islam to come in here and get trained at these no-go zones in America, and this was three years ago, on how to basically destroy the American population and the infidels. Can you imagine if there was footage like this of real Christians saying the same thing? In America, you, you, I mean, it, it would never end. It would, it would be, you know, there wouldn't be billboards big enough. There wouldn't be newscasts long enough to expose the wicked, evil Christians. Upstate New York or Canada or Michigan or in Pakistan or wherever you can reach us. We're, we're here for you. Here's our 1-800-24-hour toll-free line. Call and, and sign up today to wage jihad against the devil infidels of the great Satan America. Where'd you get that? Well, actually, it took about four years to actually locate that video. We knew it existed, and we had someone inside of a law 
uh, enforcement department out of Colorado who snuck us the tape. And the reason he got it from law enforcement is they're all aware of it, and they're just told, "Oh, just keep a lid on it. Let this, let this, this pus-filled devil." creature black devil call from the pit of hell let it grow let it fester let it get worse and keep the indigenous american population as blind to it as possible up until the day they're given the green light to do what satan wants them to do Finally, we were able to make it public fbi's reaction fbi's reaction is just that look you know they have the first amendment and uh, oh golly gee wow these enclaves in the united states regardless of the type of yeah. weapon training group they could uh, and, and and as a christian man i could go and do the same exact thing i could start my own training camp i could i could make sure that that nobody could come on my property and i could have training camps on how to kill muslims and target muslims and, and, and I'm sure that would be permitted and there would be no problems with that whatsoever. And they would just say, you know, sir, that's your First Amendment right as a Christian. And we're going to honor and respect that. I'm sure that's what would happen, right? Warfare training that's going on inside of them. It's not okay with me and it certainly doesn't seem to be okay with you. Martin Moyer, thanks so much. President and CEO of the Christian Action Network. Thanks. Thank you for right. let me be here. And we'll keep looking at this. More. So we have that. Um. Oh, here's drone investigate Islamic camps. That's probably pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not going to obviously play that one. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's no way I can not report on this. I mean, it just gets worse every every time I'm, I bring you information about Islam. Here's a, um, a review from TripAdvisor, which is a common thing they have up on the Internet about different places. And this was reviewed on, this was 2015, <laughs> September 7th. So, I mean, um, wow, a little over two years ago, when you walk into the Mall of America, you don't think of Muslims. There are hundreds of Muslims running Mall of America. I don't know if they meant to say running or ruining. I, I don't know, but it says running Mall of America. This is crazy. I'm not sure why there are so many. I don't know either. Got no clue on that. And then another one, Muslim Jihad grows in Florida. And this is a quote from... Um, Vincente Aldolfo Solano in Spanish, and he said, the racist president who is a supremacist, white, who does not like blacks, does not like Chinese, he does not like Muslims, this is their justification, he doesn't like Hispanics, and he said this as he was standing in front of an ISIS flag, in the name of Allah and our leader, Abu, we are going to defeat you. Now, this is a guy with a rap sheet a mile long, and they refuse to basically take off the streets, if you read the whole article on there. And, and it's like he's basically saying that, well, here's what he says. Solano, a 53-year-old year Honduran living in Miami, seemed like an unlikely, an unlikely candidate to join ISIS. But he said, another quote, I am going to plant a bomb like in Boston in the name of Allah. Okay, so it's fine for him to say that. It's fine for him to have a rap sheet a mile long and for them to have this guy on the streets making all of these threats that he's going to act on eventually. That's fine. But again, a, a Christian doing that? Oh, I'm sure that the, it would be the absolute same uh, level playing field that would be applied to this wonderful Muslim would be applied to that Christian and he could make all these threats all day long and there would be no repercussions whatsoever. No, he would have been in prison you know, so far long ago, it wouldn't even be funny. But it's fine for them to say that, that they're going to kill, pe kill people in mass in Boston through bombs. That's fine. 
in the name of Allah, because that's the whole key, is as long as you invoke the name of Allah, oh, 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 whoa, 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 we got to be politically correct. We don't want to offend these, these marauding devils that are coming in here to kill us all. You know, we don't want to offend them of anybody. Um, here's another one. This just came out this week. And I've seen just a slew of videos um, that my listeners have been sending me in particular on, on Sweden and all of the wickedness and how totally out of control and what a third world hellhole that has become and is becoming more every single day. This is how bad it's getting. Sweden installs microphones in migrant areas. Oh, because they're migrating. I just think of them dancing through like the pixies and, and, and the dandelions and, and they're just migrating so peacefully and that. And they're migrants. They're installing microphones in Muslim invader ghetto areas to pick up the sounds of women screaming. And these are, these I'm sure, the blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, white women that they were promised as, as part of the deal when they, were, when they were brought over here that they would have and they would have their sexual way with them and they could do whatever they wanted. They're infidels anyway. You can treat them like any kind of piece of meat you want. Anyway, to pick up the sound of women screaming as the country's rape crisis continues to escalate after the mass um, importation of Muslim, quote, refugees. So it's so bad that they're literally installing my... I don't know why they don't do anything about it. They just let it go on. Or guilt the woman into saying, well, you know, you, were, you weren't dressed appropriately. And then that's not their culture, so you're fair game. Microphones. Off all the screams. And, these, and I guarantee you they're Muslim no-go because they're going to they're gonna kidnap them. They're, these Muslims are trained to kidnap you and your families. It's already going, it's going on in mass around the world and they're suppressing this. It's going on up in Minnesota. In these areas where they've got enough numbers to get away with it. And I guarantee you the cops are being told to look the other way. I, you know, I don't think you want to investigate that too much. I mean, I'm not saying there's no good cops up there. I'm saying that they're probably being told from their higher ups who are controlled by Satan. Ah, you know, you probably don't want to. And, and listen, if it's in one of these no-go no -go zones areas where they're being taken back to, to do whatever they're going to do with them, whether that's kill, rape, harvest their organs being you know sold into sex slavery whatever they're not going to go in there because they're no-go zones basically these these things are existing and these aren't just the 14 or whatever those little camps now they're actually whole, like dearborn michigan i believe now is officially majority muslim i'm pretty sure that report just came out recently and again this is the whole plan get to enough numbers get to enough numbers where we can do this and again this would be something we're really praying against praying against this because this is pure wickedness so here's another one chilling isis vow to kill kids a pro-isis group that threatened more bitter and greater manhattan attacks after last week's deadly ramming on the west side bike path urged more attacks on the west today with a propaganda poster showing the eiffel tower extending upward as a rifle monday is the two-year anniversary anniversary of coordinated attacks on Paris in which nine terrorists killed uh, 130 people. Um, the Wafa Media Foundation titled the PR poster, The Spectrum of Terrorism, stating in English, you will pay very expensive price for your war on Islam. Yeah, because we're doing so much to fight them. You know, we're doing so much to oppress these ungrateful, fork-tongued maggot devils from the pit of hell, giving them everything they want, Letting them rape the women, letting them abduct 
children and rape them. I've talked about the, the rape epidemic and, and all of the ways they try to recruit these girls in and then get them hooked on drugs and then sell them into sex slavery over in the UK, how that's going on. No, that's not enough. for so You have to understand something about Satan. He never gets enough. He's like a fire that will never be quenched. When you throw a couple logs on the fire, does the fire roll back to you or, or, or um, speak back and say, you know what? That's a good amount of fire. That's a good enough amount of fuel for me. I'm satisfied. No, it always wants more. And the more you put on it, the bigger the fire gets and the bigger the problem gets. And the more these devils come into a society, the worse the problem gets. And the more bold and in your face and out of control and savage and demon possessed, they will act. Because they are of their father, the devil, and of his lusts and of his works, they will do. That's what they do. And they do it very well. Going further, the message ad reads, and again, why would the police let this type of, why wouldn't they be throwing all the people that put that are putting out like this particular poster, PR poster, the spectrum of terrorism, why wouldn't they be throwing all these devils in jail from the Wafa Foundation? The message adds, we will take revenge for the blood of Muslims on your land. I mean, the, the unbelievable, unmitigated gall audacity. They're the ones killing. They're the ones raping. They're the ones bombing. They're the ones stabbing. But evidently, we have no right to even fight back. I guess they're talking about the ones where the cops come in and kill the Muslims once they've already killed 130 people. See, that's, the, oh, look at what the atrocities they've done to us after they've, you know, killed, you know, 100 people, 200, whatever. For no reason, just totally innocent, random attacks, truck attacks, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we will kill the young before the older watch this. So in other words, now they're, they're saying to you they're going after the young children. So I'm telling you, you have children. I don't care where you live because this is coming to a doorstep near you because this is, I mean, I'm sure there's certain parts of the earth that aren't, you know, as bad as others. But <clears throat> they're telling you right here they're going after your children. And kidnapping is one of the main things they're doing in that interim period. And they're going to be doing it increasingly more and more. Wafa issued a justification for the bombing of British teens at a May concert in Manchester. A, a justification they're, li they're listing. And these people are allowed to continue? This organization is allowed to continue? They said that as ISIS has placed a heavy focus on training youths, They've also encouraged targeting them. <laughs> the first issue of their Rumaa magazine justified killing civilians, including the young adults, post-pubescent children engaged in, sports act, in, engaged in sports activities in the park. So like I said, they, they have no conscience at all. Their conscience, like the Bible says, has been seared with a hot iron. They have been... And for the most part, now I'm not saying I pray those in Islam that can be saved would be saved. Only Jesus Christ could do it. But for the most part, they have been turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient, meaning proper. Okay? And, and in that particular context, in Romans 1, 1, men burning after men, and you look at their obsession with little boys. Okay? So, I mean, it, there is that's Romans 1. So, um, there's, there's some uh, parallels there. Here's the next report. Libya, Muslims rape boys and men. 
Male rape is being used systematically in Libya as an instrument of war and political domination by rival factions. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is in Libya. I haven't even talked about them. According to multiple testimonies gathered by investigators, years of work by a Tunis-based group and witnessed by a journalist. Could you imagine if there was a group of Christians that were raping little boys as a matter of course, if it was just basically part of their religion? Could you imagine the absolute world out? I mean, the UN, the Pope would be up there, I mean, pounding pounding the, the gavels and the pulpits and, and everywhere they could saying, round up the Christians, kill them all, look at what they're doing to little boys. But yet, the Muslims can do it all day long in multiple cultures across the... They can rape, you know, animals, donkeys, and goats, and all this other stuff I've reported on over and over. And, I mean, that's... <laughs> I just reported on that recently. They can do all that all day long. That's fine. That's just part of their culture. Leave them alone. They're good. They're, they're, they're wonderful, puritanical people that only want the best for everyone, obviously. I don't know why I'm getting so worked up over all this, I guess. So um, years of work by a Tunis-based group and witnesses by a journalist from Le Mans have produced harrowing reports from victims, a video footage showing men being sodomized by various objects, including rockets and broom handles. In several instances, witnesses say a victim was thrown into a room with other pris prisoners who were ordered to rape... Um, him or be killed the atrocity is beaten this is this is islam see i always like to put a nice wonderful shiny face on islam i always like to really whitewash it and candy coat it as you can see and and really because you know what it's not being done on mainstream news it's not being done on on hannity it's not being done really on i mean jones is getting a little bit better and i'm again i'm not endorsing jones but he's gotten he has gotten better there was a time when they were like basically wouldn't say anything against Islam for a while, especially that Paul Joseph Wasson. Now he's come around as well because it's so in your face. It's it's so like you can't deny it anymore. You can't. But I, I always like to just really portray the raw, unvarnished truth because, you know, Islam deserves that is the way I feel. They've really earned every report I've ever done to expose them. They've earned every bit of it. And I just can't even imagine the white hot flames of hell that are going to envelop these sick devils that participate in this stuff and think that they're doing God's will. The atrocity is being perpetuated to humiliate and neutralize opponents in the lawless, militia-dominated country. Source, The Guardian, UK. U.S. soldiers were instructed to ignore the sexual abuse of boys by Afghan allies. This gets into the whole Dancing Boys of Afghanistan and Chai T boys. Um... Here's a screenshot of CNN, and I'm really, really surprised they even put this in there. And it says Afghan sex abuse. It shows a four-star general with his troops. U.S. troops forced to overlook child rape. And it's 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 been out there. This this is yeah. They were told, okay, this is part of their culture. I've seen whole documentaries on this. It'll, it'll just make your stomach turn. You you can't even believe what you're watching. It's like absolute total satanic insanity. Just normalized. It's part of our culture. We go out, we see a, a, a whole group of homeless boys, we go down. It's almost like a cheetah will run down one out of out of a, a whole group of antelopes. He'll get the weakest one, go there on his lunch break while he's driving a taxi. They were they were interviewed guy, and he, he would rape, you know, uh, two, three kids or whatever on his lunch break, sodomize them, and then basically just, he. I mean, literally they're interviewing the guy, and they're like, don't you think, it, it, do you want to have any problems with this? I mean, does it, no, no, this, it's like... It's like 
they're raping a piece of garbage. It's it's like it's so it's such a non-issue. There there's just so a no emotion connected to it. They're so demon possessed to the toenails, in other words, that them defiling a little homeless boy in the worst possible way has no effect on them whatsoever. This is Islam. This is the Islam that's in America, that's in the UK, that's in the Middle East, that's in Africa, and every other part of the planet. It's the same devil they pray to at the end of the day. And his name is Allah. And he's the devil pagan moon god. He's not the god of the Bible. U.S. soldiers were instructed to ignore the sexual abuse of boys by Afghan allies, even when it occurred on military bases, because it, that did happen. They would hear the screams of little boys being raped by the Islamic people they had on their bases, because it was part of their culture, and they were told, nope, sergeant, don't say a thing about it, don't do anything, it's part of their culture. And the, and the troops are like, what? And they're like, nope, don't say a word. They would go to the police chiefs. I saw one of the guys go to the police chief. He was trying to reason with this guy. And I believe that was the Chai T-Boy um, documentary. And I swear it was like the guy, the, 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 this police chief was looking at the American soldier in disgust at the very notion that he not rape little boys and take them on as his little sexual chai tea boy that he could service and use anytime he wanted, any way that he wanted. He was looking at the guy with frustration and disgust. Like, how dare you even bring this up? I mean, it's, it's just beyond what any normal person could possibly ever, I would think, justify in their own mind but you know i'm funny that way sorry but that's what's out there man that's islam um uh, the policy of looking the other way was designed to maintain good standing with the u.s trained afghan police and militia in a country where the practice of bachi boy bachi baza which is boy play how sickening is widespread in some cases, the U.S. ended up arming suspected pedophiles. It's a literal legion of pedophiles. And yet, they'll, they'll act like, well, we take gays out and stone them. And if a woman is even seen with a man, <coughs> if it's not like um, her like brother or cousin or her dad or whatever, if she's even seen in anything that looks like a compromise, we take her out and we stone her. I heard of one the other day where the dad... They were out in public. I think this might have happened in America. Oh, maybe not. I, I don't know. But her like her hijab slipped off or her burqa slipped off her head. I don't know if the wind blew it off. He literally like, I, I think he killed her right there. Or he tried to. If he didn't kill her, he tried to. Kill her because her, her burqa came off her head. They're trained literally. The reason they wear those things is because they believe that every hair on their head is a dagger on a woman's head because they're inferior, because they're lower than a dog, is like a dagger in God's eye, in Allah's eye. I'm sorry. That's what they're taught. That's why they wear those things. And depending on what sect you come from, there's more strictness. I think you have the, the hijabs and then the burqas and then the whole beekeeper's outfits where they're just covered head to toe and you can't even see their face. It depends on what sect, you know, Sunni, Wahhabi, all, you know, 
depends on what one you come out there. <laughs> I mean, you just can't even you, you you can't even comprehend this stuff. Here's um uh the guy that wrote this article. Uh, a Christian said, "Child abuse, rape, and pedophilia in the Muslim world is beyond common. The root of the problem is the false prophet Muhammad. He had." 11 wives, the youngest child at the age of 9. Well, that was Aisha, and he took her at the age of 6. Supposedly, he didn't consummate the marriage to the age of 9. Okay, that's historical Muslim fact, what Muhammad wrote in his own unholy writings. And that was his favorite bride, the 6-year-old that he married. So when, I mean, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3, right? Well, the foundation of Islam is pedophilia is wickedness is evil and you can't you can't a, a, a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit and it's only capable of bringing forth corruptness in the muslim world sodom and gomorrah is repeated over and over just like jesus the messiah said it will be on earth when he returns i just talked about that as in the days of lot so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man well what was the days of lot sodom and gomorrah remember lot's wife remember when she turned back so, um, men in Sodom were wildly perverted and even wanted to rape two angels. They, they appeared as handsome men. Yeah, this is, the, the, really, Islam does remind me a lot of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, the, the absolute total demon possession to the toenails that it would take to, to bring a man to have no conscience about what they do as just normalized behavior. It's, it's just off the scale. Um, to all Muslims, please compare the life of Muhammad and Jesus and look at the fruits. The large majority of Muslims continue to live in the Middle Ages in a culture where violence, sex crimes, and oppression are without end. Yeah. Yep. Okay, next report. Uh, and we're totally switching gears here. Total individual control technology. Insider exposes how you and your DNA are being targeted. Now... I'm going to read a lot of stuff here, and a lot of this stuff, if I were to just read it to you and just report on it, like, I would have to say 99%, probably 99 plus percent, of people reporting on the subject would do. I don't say that because I think I'm better, but what I'm, what I'm trying to do with these current event updates is... educate you on satan's devices and then also so that you can pray about it but also then equip you and try to give you biblical tools on how what we can do about it okay um and what we're going to be talking about after this report is going to give you biblical remedies for what we're talking about here so don't get don't get like too worked up over what i'm going to be going over satan has many devices satan satan is always striving to be like God. And one of his main things is he wants to be like all attributes of God. Omnipresent, meaning present everywhere in the world where he can see. And he's not. He's only one entity. Now, he's got demons and devils and fallen angels and all these things that report back to him. Okay, but he can only be in one place at once. And omniscient, all-knowing, okay, which has a lot to do with what we're talking about here. But he's never going to get to that point. And, um... And omnipotent, all-powerful, okay? Never going to get to that point either. But remember, he says, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
So I've had a lot of people over the years email me about this. I have talked about this before. I've actually, I mean, you could probably do um, all kind of keyword searches on either gang stalking or targeted individuals and this type of subject and find a lot of studies I've done this. I've had a lot of people email me about this that are, this is happening to them. I mean, a lot of them over the years. And so this is going on, okay? This isn't something, I wouldn't just put this report out and, and just because, well, wow, that really sounds interesting. I've had many, many people over the years email me and tell me this is going on and beg me to do studies about this. Okay, so I'm gonna do this particular thing and then I'm gonna try to give the remedy because there's really only one remedy for this. Uh, truly, because this we're, we're, get, we're getting into the realm of, of mind control we're getting into the realm of really satanic mind control and mass manipulation, uh, mass controlling of behavior patterns. And um, I've talked a lot about the cell phone towers and about a lot of the, the electromagnetic frequency things that they're doing, and this all ties into that. So, <clears throat> total individual control technology. Insider exposes how you and your DNA are being targeted. Total individual control technology is the ultimate mind control weapon since it can target it targets your individual DNA. Now remember, I've said on so many occasions it's all about our DNA. It's all about defiling our DNA. And the more they know about your DNA from a satanic standpoint, the better. And, and this is going to go a lot into the, how they're, they're building this massive DNA database um, in America, in why they're doing it and and um this this information is just unreal total individual control technology is a nefarious type of em meaning electromagnetic and voice to skull or v2k weaponized technology that is being experimented on with and deployed against segments of the american population now you could say what is this voice to skull thing i've done teachings where i have this one where they were literally beta testing this and i believe it was in i think it was in like downtown new york city it was a big billboard it was some movie i think that was coming out and literally when you walk by this billboard on the sidewalk if you were in a certain zone you would hear the like the 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 thing from the movie and they were hearing it in their head, and I, I don't even know, I don't know if they were actually able to even hear it on the recording. But it was funny because you, you could only hear it in this one zone. You stepped outside, like in back or in front of it, you couldn't hear it. That's the voice to skull technology. And they were beta testing it there, and actually I think a lot of this is to normalize it as well. So um, it's been out for a long time. So total individual control technology is a nefarious type of EM and voice-to-skull weaponized technology that is being experimented with and deployed against segments of the American population. Those attacked by this electronic stalking are known as TIs, or targeted individuals. So I'm going to use that term probably quite a bit, TIs. Another, recently another brave whistleblower has stepped forward to expose it. Brian Kofron, who formerly used... The alias of Justin Carter is a security industry specialist who used to work for a private security company called SIS, or Security Industry Specialists. So remember, that's the company he used to work for, SIS, in Seattle, Washington. Uh, he quit 
in disgust after realizing that his former firm and others just like it were actively using this so-called total individual control technology to target people, then ultimately control and destroy their lives. Since he quit, he has himself become a victim of technology via gang stalking. Because they will target you then, because he knows way too much. So now he's a target. According to Kofron, this technology is so advanced that it can be used to read your mind, programmed, uh, program your mind through thoughts that you would believe are your own, and induce emotional states in you, including pain, hate, and fear. It can be used to tap in to your optical nerve and auditory systems to see and hear what you are seeing and hearing. It can target particular people by engaging in individual specific attacks based on a target's DNA resonance. Finally, it is being used in vast social engineering programs as a way to experiment upon the poor, homeless, and weak people who have little or no chance of fighting back, who are also disappearing in like droves in many parts of the country. Keep seeing that over and over again. In interviews or presentations such as, and they give two links there, that he gave. Kofron explains that this technology, and again, this will all be available in the PDF for November 19th, 2017 at contendingfortruth.com for free. Okay, as, as always they are. Kofron explains that this technology is being used by psychopaths who have little scruples about harm, that, about the harm they're causing. They are targeting specific groups of people, those who are cognitively, those who are cognitively inclined, highly intelligent, knowledgeable about advanced technology, or interested in alternative research, meaning they're trying to target them to shut them up, okay? Um, interested in alternative research, i.e. conspiracy research. In general, they are either targeting empowered individuals with free minds to stop dissidents and revolutionaries, or those too poor or weak to fight back. Total... Um, as I have okay, uh, as I have discussed in previous articles on mind control, such as quote they they can't read your thoughts, right? And there's a link to that if you want to see that. The state of current mind control technology is beyond most people's comprehension and idea of what is possible. Yet we have had enough out of the closet whistleblowers and leaked or declassified documents to give us clear uh, give us a clear idea of the scary extent to which. We can be psychically attacked. Whistleblowers such as Dr. Robert Duncan have lectured at length about the capabilities of V2K technology, that's voice to skull, which is defined as an EM frequency technology that utilizes RF or radio frequency signals to induce sound within the cranial cavity of the target. V2K literally pipes thoughts directly into people's heads without them knowing it. Kofron bases his information on his own experience as an insider in the field and also as a recent victim of V2K himself. He was attacked once when he went into public. Um, he was attacked once, once he went public, I'm sorry. He claims he has been assaulted with a beta version, which is especially nasty, piping thoughts into his head such as, everyone's against you. Uh, another one, please be quiet or we're going to kill you. Another one, don't work again or we're going to kill you. Another one, you're a lab rat now, with an expletive after that. Um, <clears throat> Kofron claims the total individual control technology attacks are attempting to turn him against his former work colleagues, friends, and family. However, since he was trained in this area, he knows that the voices are technological and can defend himself against the manipulation once he hears them. Kofron e echoes exactly what Duncan has warned about 
individual specific attacks. Duncan states that every person has a unique resonance signature, basically based on their DNA, and in almost exactly the same words, Kofron states that, quote, the DNA of the individual is used to determine the resonant frequency of the DNA itself. The resonant frequency is then used to fine-tune the technology, to tune it perfectly to the resonant frequency of the targeted individual's DNA. So they can pipe these things into your brain based on your specific resonant frequency of your specific DNA because we're all different. So you could literally be in a crowd of a thousand people and they could just target you if they wanted to. This leads into another aspect of the New World Order agenda, the drive to create a, a worldwide DNA database. When seen in the light of total individual control technology, the acquisition of an entire population's DNA takes on a very sinister meaning. It is no coincidence that Amazon and Google, who are ultimately controlled by the same forces, are racing each other, along with Microsoft, IBM, and other companies, to assemble a DNA database as quickly as they can. This is why I'm so big on, if you're seeing everybody doing something, then it's probably some satanic agenda that they're trying to get everybody on the same thing. Like everybody being plugged into the matrix on their smartphones. Okay, that's just one example of that. I saw this thing the other day where that now these chips on the cards... One of the things they're trying to do is condition us to understand that when you go, now it's like this common thing where like they, I guess they ask you if you have a chip on your, I don't have that type of stuff. I, I've, I, I don't do that. I just use debit cards and stuff because it's my own money. And the, but I guess a lot of the credit cards have these chips and a lot, a lot of the readers now, they'll, they'll, or you'll go up there and I guess they'll ask you or you'll ask them or something, do you have a chip? or whatever, and and different card readers do, and some do, and some don't, but what they're trying to get you conditioned to is um, them asking you if you have a chip on your card, and pretty soon it'll be, do you have a chip in your hand, like the mark of the beast, that's why they're doing it, it's not so subtle conditioning, do you have a chip in your right hand, or your right hand, or your forehead, like the Bible says in Revelation, which is the mark of the beast, the 666 thing, without which you won't be able to buy or sell? Well, think about it. Most people nowadays, they use their credit cards to do everything. It's, a, it's an absolute paper trail. You're giving them exactly what they want, all the data that they want. You, you, and it's a chip that literally is going to transfer from the card into your hand because it's going to accomplish the same thing, at least in part, because what are most people using? Most people can't even do anything now without credit cards. They're, doing, they're using it for everything. I don't, I don't ever use it, even my debit cards, unless I absolutely have to. And that's very, very, especially in public, very rare. I don't do it because I don't want to give them what they want. I don't want to give them any information on, on my spending activities or whatever. And um, the more people that don't have these things, the more resistance that is giving them, the longer it takes them to implement what they're trying to do. So... Going further here, those in power who gain access to a completed worldwide DNA database and total individual control technology would have a horrifying weapon at their disposal to target literally anyone they wanted. Kofron exposes how prospective employees are tricked out of their DNA. They apply for a job at SIS, the company that he worked for, get told that they have to do a drug test, and when the urine sample is sent to a lab, part is siphoned off as DNA to go to Amazon's burgeoning DNA database. <clears throat> millions 
of Americans are having their DNA stolen from them without their knowledge or consent so they can become unwitting targets of this insidious program. Now this is, I just saw this yesterday and I inserted it in here. It's a, it's a report entitled, Police Can Request Your DNA Without Consent Via Ancestry Websites. Sending a sample of your DNA through the postal service may seem like a harmless and novel way of, of tracing your ancestry. And millions of Americans have already done so. But there is a more sinister side to this relatively new enterprise. If you're suspected of a crime, police can, if they have a warrant, request access to your DNA profile from both Ancestry.com and 23andMe websites. Now, 23andMe, like, basically said they've gotten requests, but they've denied them all. But, you know, like, I believe them. I, I, come on. Who, who are they going to be beholden to? The Big Brother police or, or just protecting people's rights you know i so i don't believe anything that they tell me but using ancestry.com means giving up your rights to your own dna um this is a report from rt entitled giving answers ancestry website your dna could cost you your life insurance okay and again this is another reason i do teachings to inform you on all the nefarious satanic tactics that are out there sending a swab of saliva in the in the post meaning the the uh, mail to discover your genetic background sounds simple but ancestry.com has come under fire for its terms and conditions which grants the company quote perpetual license to keep and use your dna however the way it likes sounds fair right the clause is included in the company's terms and conditions which also outlines how the information could later result in a customer being denied insurance due to diseases in their dna or disease predispositions, okay? Should you fail to opt out of one of its, quote, informed consent options? So should you fail to opt out of one of its informed consent options, um, the customer could be denied insurance due to diseases in their DNA or potential diseases. Because remember, what I said before in, the, in that, uh, one of the last teachings that I had done you can yes, you can have a predisposition toward certain things. Okay, I I know I've um, there's certain probably things that we all have in our DNA that predispose us to different things, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it. What turns those switches on on and off are a lot of different conditions, but a lot of it is what you put in your body. If you're putting garbage food in your body and garbage liquids in your body, not like pure water. Well, most likely what you're doing is every bad genetic DNA switch you got, you're going to be turning on. And yes, you're going to probably develop those diseases. That's how it works. You turn them on by what you put in your body, most likely. Now, there's a lot of other factors now. You've got chemtrails. Um, you've got all the, the GMO foods. And a lot of people aren't educated on these things. You've got all the EMF stuff going on, which I'm sure also can turn or, or at least push you in that direction because... What do they want? Well, they want us. They want to lower our lifespan. They want to kill us off. They got to get the world population down to five hundred million, according to Georgia Guidestone, the first commandment of their of their wicked satanic ten commandments. You know, reduce world population to five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. That's the quote from the Georgia Guidestones. So, um, they want to induce disease every way they can, and that's why the medical car pharma cartel exists in order to get you into a weakened sickly disease state where you will spend every dime that you've got in that particular system 
and they will never offer you a remedy to actually cure your disease. Well, I'm I'm cancer free now after I got my tumor. Yeah, you've done nothing to remove the actual cause of why you got the cancer in the first place. And they'll never tell you about that at all. They want you to get the cancer back so they could do more chemo, more radiation, or more surgeries. Okay, it's all a big, it's all about control and money and creating a gigantic disease sick weak population that they can control and brainwash too so um going further with this okay the clauses included in the company's terms and conditions this is ancestry.com how they have a perpetual license to keep and use your dna which also outlines how the information could later result in a customer being denied insurance due to diseases in their dna um should you fail to opt out of its informed consent options submitting dna to ancestry.com gives gives them quote a perpetual royalty-free worldwide sub-licensable transferable license to host transfer process analyze distribute communicate and display your submission your DNA submission, for the purposes of providing Ancestry's products and services, conducting Ancestry's research and product development, enhancing Ancestry's user experience, and making and offering personalized products and services. They, they basically own your DNA lock, stock, and barrel. And a lot of that was kind of like lawyer speak, but that's what it means. Ancestry.com has compiled, complied with such requests from police for the DNA, of the nine made by authorities, they're, they're saying there's only nine. I, again, I don't believe any of this. But of the nine made by authorities for the customer in 2016, the company provided information on eight of the cases, according to the company's transparency report. So eight out of nine they gave to the police. And again, that's probably, you probably add a few zeros to that at least on how many they actually. And again, this is just going to be more and more commonplace. Um. The next report, or the next thing it says is bye-bye DNA testing. Researchers tout revolutionary hair protein identification network. So I think if you send in hair for hair analysis, that's another way they can get your DNA as well. Particularly if they have the root of the hair. If they don't have the root of the hair, at least the way it used to be on the shows I used to watch, is they had to do mito- um, like a mitochondrial DNA uh, process if they didn't have the root of the hair. Um, it's a little more complicated, but again, they may have went beyond that now. Okay. Back to the main article. Cofron talks at length about how this technology is fully operational and is already being tested upon those in society who are struggling, such as those who are homeless, poor, and who don't have much family or many friends since they make the easiest targets on his website, gangstalkerwars.com. So if you want to know more about this gangstalkerwars.com. He exposes the details of ongoing operations within Seattle where he used to work for SIS. This social engineering is being done by the federal government, the military intelligence agencies, private security forms, more on this below, some of the U.S., the largest U.S. corporations. After all, we live in a corporatocracy, local and state police, and social programs within inner city America. In one such operation, the perpetrators would target certain geographical blocks of the city and, for instance, cause everyone in that area to be in a bad mood. In another operation, SIS... Now, he, he worked for this company. He, they did this stuff when he was there. Now he's exposing them. Okay. 
And another operation, SIS, employed by Amazon, whose headquarters are in Seattle as well, would test upon Amazon employees. How nice of them. In another operation, SIS would experiment upon its own low-level employees. <coughs> Excuse me. In another operation, homeless people were brought in from all over the nation to special buildings that were then targeted and then probably exterminated afterward. This is true gang stalking. The ganging up by sociopaths and psychopaths upon the innocent to electronically harass and stalk them. Kofron warns about an alarming trend in American society, the rise of private security companies who mostly employ ex-military and ex-intelligence agents. As I've covered in this two-part series, there's a link here to it, the U.S. military-industrial complex is completely and utterly out of control. It runs the government. It pulls the strings attached to the puppet politicians who don't have the necessary, quote, clearance to access the truly top-secret information. These security firms like MIC itself appear to operate above the law. The culture inside these companies is toxic. People rising up the ranks are conditioned to use this technology against innocent victims and are told that they will be rewarded with everything from money, power, women, sex, connection, access, status, belonging to the power club. If they go along with the program and become perpetrators, um, or if they go along with the plan and become perpetrators, if they have a strong conscience and refuse, they will be sacked, shunned, cut off, threatened, and even made targeted individuals themselves. Just like this guy that was reporting on all this. Um, another aspect of total control technology, which the perpetrators use to shield themselves, is the cruel use of false psychiatric diagnoses. Here's how it works. They manipulate the TI victims to see a psychiatrist. Then they bribe the psychiatrist, which is like the most corrupt sect of, um, of, that there is of, of anything medical related, the psychiatrist. I'm, I'm, I've got so much news constantly going out. I just got this report this week. I'll just kind of, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, sexual abuse epidemic and mental health. Psychiatrists raping women and molesting children. I mean, they're, they're, the highest suicide rate are psychiatrists. They're, they're basically, they're, they're treating a demonic problem. A, a problem when you have somebody that's like split personality or a lot of these different things that they run into. They're treating a literal demonic problem through pharmacia through mind-altering drugs that a lot of times, like with Prozac and those, their main ingredient is, is the worst kind of fluoride you can, that's what they're dumping into the water system. It's fluoride, okay, which burns out your lower brain lobes, which controls your will to resist, and a lot of times makes you into even more of a, a psychopath. Um, it's horrible. Uh, Citizens Commission on Human Rights and Mental Health Industry Watchdog says that amidst the growing reports of sexual abuse and intimidation coming out of the entertainment industry, the systemic sexual abuse of patients within the mental health industry must be brought to public attention. According to CCHR, since allegations of sexual abuse against Harvey Weinstein broke, 15 psychiatrists and psychologists have committed sexual violations, including those criminally charged or found guilty, had their licenses to practice suspended or revoked, or had civil charges brought against them for sexual violations. But again, when, um, oh my word, psychiatric wards are where four out of the ten women are raped? I mean, this is the thing. Now, granted, I'm not saying every single person that's coming out making allegations is legit. I don't know. I, I think some of this might be to get lawsuits, but I do believe the majority of them that have been waiting in the wings and, and maybe 
too afraid to come out for so long. I do absolutely believe that, you know, um, what they're saying. And here it's saying in psychiatric wards, four out of ten women are actually raped. This It's a whole thing on, on this, and it's all referenced. Every single thing. I don't even have time to get into this. But I give you the link to it. Oh, man. Man, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so let's go back to this to this report here. Okay, so let's look at this scenario, how, they, how they're pulling this off. Here's how it works. They manipulate the TI victims to see a psychiatrist. Then they bribe the psychiatrist to deliver a fake diagnosis that the victim is mentally unstable, deranged, delusional, crazy, incompetent, paranoid, schizophrenic, suffering from multiple personality disorders, which, again, looking at psychiatry in general, that's no problem. As far as bribing them, I mean, that's obviously no problem when four out of ten women in psychiatric wards are being raped, you know. Because all, what do you got to do? Well, th- she's crazy. I never raped her. She's crazy. It's the, it's the perfect cover to rape women. Oh, I, I just, I don't get it. It's just pure evil. So they, um, they invent some similar legal medical psychobabble diagnosis. They're paid off to do this. This has an unfortunate effect of stripping away the victim's natural human rights, which leaves him or her with no recourse to fight back against his attackers, since his claims and testimonies will be dismissed as the ravings of a madman or madwoman. This is a similar tactic to what is being used with other victims of mind control. In my interview with Max Spires, oh, and I'll, I'll put out that link to the psychiatrist in my health newsletter. Oh, and if you're not on my newsletter list, go to contendingfortruth.com, contendingfortruth, one word, .com, and on the right side, there's a sign-up list for my Christian and or health newsletter. Now, I don't put a lot of those out. I'll put out like, man, probably an average one or two a week on the newsletters. There's so much news anymore, I can barely keep up with it. And then trying to get out the actual audios is just a whole other level of not easiness. <laughs> it's just, it's it's tough. But um, it's free. I've always had those up there for free. And that is going to give you a lot of the information that is confirmatory to what I'm reporting on on a weekly basis. And also information I just cannot cover because I don't have enough time. Because I'm just a one-man band. So, um Go up there, avail yourself. It's free. There's no catch. There's no whatever. Um, I don't obviously sell my list to anybody. There, you know, I don't do any of that stuff. I mean, I have very, very limited little things that I have up on my my website. I, I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, I don't. I don't even want to go down that road. But I'm I'm just trying to keep it simple with with the ministry. So um, let's go further here. Um, Okay, so this is a similar tactic to what is being used with other victims of mind control. In my interview with Max Spires, he touches on the use of Big Pharma, the False Memory Foundation, which includes bogus therapists and psychiatrists who convince mind control victims that they're having false memories when they're actually recalling how they've been tortured and programmed. That's a whole other ball of wax, a whole other satanic thing. The infrastructure that is enabling the total individual control technology is composed mostly of antenna, radar, and cell phone towers. So, I mean, I really think we should be praying against these cell phone towers. You know, I mean, it's just, they're wicked. They're And, and again, 5G thing they're rolling out, wicked. All of this is about mass mind control and 
and um, creating disease states in our bodies and sucking our energy out and just everything evil you could and also tracking us and knowing every single thing that we're doing i mean it's it's just mass it's such a satanic agenda it's, it's hard to even comprehend often the antenna are camouflaged hidden behind walls some or most of the radar used is from military bases in concluding in conclusion it's important to realize how such cruel surveillance is being perpetuated as kofron explains it's all about creating an in club of perpetuators who get rewarded with money sex power and the intrinsic human need for belonging uh they get told they are on the right side and the ti's are on the wrong side and they get threatened if they speak up or quit they may even end up on the wrong side it's the cult of power hopefully this testimony can serve as a wake-up call for those on the fence who can't quite bring themselves to believe or act. In many ways, time is running out and the net is being drawn tighter and tighter. The more techn technological advances take place, the more weapons the cult, the cult of power has. And they will use these to enslave those who stand for truth and freedom, which is us, essentially. At a certain point, that, and that's why I'm saying that literally, I really believe with this particular problem, yes, education is great and it's wonderful. But this is so embedded into our everyday lives with everybody using smartphones and everybody, you know, all the justifications they'll use for having cell phone towers and stuff like that, that I really believe that prayer and um, the weapons that I'm going to get into in the next part are by far the best remedy when we're dealing with things like this as well. Because this is going to be something that's going to be really tough to convince people about. I mean, you, th this is this is information that's obviously highly controversial. It probably wouldn't be information that I would use as an ice-breaking tool if you're trying to reach somebody, because they're not going to probably believe you right off the bat. You, you might need to expose them to some other things before they'll actually, you know. Uh, it's kind of un like unpeeling a layer of an onion. You start with the outer layer, and then as you go deeper, you know, you get deeper. And, and that's how sometimes you have to introduce people to stuff like this. Um, at a certain point, there will literally be nowhere to run or hide. The only option is to face it now before it's too late. And again, this is written from an unsafe person's perspective. Uh, now, I'll give you all the links regarding if you want to know more about this particular thing. I'll give you all the links here, the sources for this, for this information. Uh, it seems to be very, very highly referenced as well as far as what they're talking about here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and end... Uh, part two and the next part i'm going to just cover and i hope to get it done in one part and i'm going to well i'll explain but it's going to be basically proactive ways from a biblical standpoint we can fight this evil that i've talked about today and the other thousand plus parts that i've got up on the internet since 2006 i mean there's way over as far as I don't know how many parts there are. There might be 15 or 2,000. But there, there is a ton of parts that I've done on, on all of these subjects. So um, God bless you, and we will see you in part three.